We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. All right, welcome. It is Bowerly News Radio 930 WBEN on a Friday. I have the pleasure of working with Jimmy Love the first part of the show. And in that it is Veterans Day 2022, Jimmy Love looks like he could have been an extra in Saving Private Ryan, maybe an extra in All Quiet on the Western Front, any of the three versions of which I'm aware. So uh, it's kind of like the next best thing. Veterans Day, I got into this a little bit earlier this week or last week, whenever it was, but uh, Veterans Day in uh, our household growing up, was a day of, uh, I will say, angst. Angst! Because Dad did his time in Korea, in the hot war, okay? Dad did his time. Actually, he did see UFOs along with a whole bunch of other guys in the skies over where he was stationed uh, by the action that was going on when when he was there except the the world war ii guys called them foo fighters sound familiar and uh, yeah he actually saw some really weird things didn't know what they were never did find out what they were but that's not really the point the point is um it was a day of angst because dad being a veteran always had to go to work and he used to get so upset that people who had not served got the day off, and he had to go to work. And I think, quite frankly, Dad had a valid argument. But he could have taken a vacation day, I suppose, but why use a vacation day? The man only got two weeks vacation after 40 years. So, uh, yeah, I mean, it's uh, this is a day where we honor the services of everybody who has uh, honorably served in the armed forces of the United States. Not to be confused with Memorial Day, which is when we honor the mortal sacrifices, the lethal sacrifices of those who have fallen while in the service of the United States or because of injuries sustained while in service to the United States. I think I have everybody covered, but uh, if you are a veteran, thank you. And maybe somebody can explain why the Marines are always after me to wish the Corps a happy birthday every 10th of November, but none of you Army people or Air Force people or Navy people or Coast Guard people, you never call in and say, hey, today's the birthday of the Coast Guard, Tom, or send me an email. Hey, the Navy was started today. Where's the happy birthday? Now, technically, the Marines would fall under the auspices of the Navy, right? 
Uh, but I, I don't know. I, it's, it's always been an interesting dynamic with the Marines as opposed to the people from uh, the other services. Have uh, a very dear friend who is uh, um, an Army veteran and another dude who is a Navy veteran. And the best story about the Navy veteran, I can tell you, is he did not realize, he did not realize when he enlisted, he did not realize during basic training, he did not realize until he was on a boat in the middle of the ocean that he could not deal with being out of sight of land. And uh, yeah, I mean, talk about talk about a bad decision. But, uh, you know, everything got taken care of. I mean, he can still go to the VA and everything. Of all of the services, though, um, I don't know if you've ever thought about this. I, I was never a member of uh, any military organization. I'd have been better in the shadows anyway. But the, um, uh, the, 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 the thing that I think I would have personally found most enjoyable is flying. Doesn't matter if, not a helicopter, fixed wing. Uh, and I, I suppose everybody has the same thought. When I said flying, how many of you immediately thought the A-10 Warthog? Yeah, that to me is, that would be amazing. And they keep trying to retire the A-10, but it's so popular with the grunts. The pilots are grunts in the air. Seriously. Um, that would have been, that would have been fun. Uh, I could not have qualified because of eyesight issues. Yep. Um, but the, the least desirable service, I think I would go crazy in a submarine. I, whenever you watch a submarine movie, whether it's Das Boot or Hunt for Red October or fill in whatever blank is your favorite submarine movie, the cramped conditions, the lack of sunshine, and just being that deep would would freak me out. And I love the water. I love being underneath the water. Used to love scuba diving when I could do that. But I would never have wanted to have served on a submarine. They must administer some serious heavy-duty personality and psychological tests before they send you to submarine duty because... Uh, there's no way. I'd rather be in a trench than in a submarine. Thank you very much. Uh, just not a lot of uh, not 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 a lot of uh, joy there. Even the, the the little submarine at Disney in Orlando took that ride once, and it was um, let's just say it was very interesting. It was an interesting revelation of something I would not want to have done in life. But anyway, glad you're here. And again, thank you to the uh, veterans, whether you served, no matter where you served, how you served, peacetime, wartime, home front, front lines. Thank you, veterans. Uh, appreciated. Some of you were conscripted. Others volunteered. But thank you for doing what you did. And I hope that uh, everything is copacetic and everything is working out well in your civilian life. Now, um, I want to get into, again, something that we ended with yesterday. And it was an awesome topic. It was a phenomenal topic. And uh, you know what? I think I'm, I'm bringing it back because it was that good. And our show was somewhat truncated yesterday because every November 10th, for how many years, 
What have we done at the end of the show? Every 10th of November, we've played Gordon Lightfoot, the wreck of the Edmund Fitzgerald, the final part of the show. The reason is partly selfish on my part because I'm a big fan of the Great Lakes and I am awestruck by the Lake Freighters. And that has to run in the family. That has got to be a genetic thing. Great uncle was Coast Guard commander. Dad was a member of the Propeller Club. And it's just the freighter. It, 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 I always thought Dad was the weirdest dude in the world. Dad, how can you possibly be excited by these big lake boats? Then started to read Dwight Boyer, B-O-Y-E-R, and his many books on the Great Lakes, including Ghost Ships of the Great Lakes, which isn't quite what it might sound like, and found my great-uncle's name in there. And that basically touched off a furious flurry of trying to read as much as I could about Great Lakes shipping and commerce. Um, it really is a fascinating field of study. So if you're somebody who goes, wow, the boat, it, look, the, the big boat, the Mariner is, is, is there in the Buffalo River. How cool is that? Okay, well, that Gordon Lightfoot song goes out to you and everybody who's ever served on the Great Lakes in whatever capacity, could be a cook, could be a wheelsman, captain, doesn't matter. Um, thank you for your doing what you do. Uh, that would be that would be another job that uh, personally I think it could be very fun and very rewarding because we have not had, thank God, a catastrophic major loss of life shipwreck on the Great Lakes since November 10th of 1975. And today there is GPS. Today, much better weather forecasting. And so many of the wrecks that took place over the centuries on the Great Lakes probably would not have taken place if they had had today's technology. But in the case of the Fitzgerald, um, and again, I'll get to the topic here in just a moment, but uh, just kind of some loose business here. Uh, the case of the Edmund Fitzgerald, nobody knows in 2022 why the Edmund Fitzgerald sank to the bottom of Lake Superior. There are two, basically, at least two major theories, okay? And it depends on the theory to which you want to attach the most credence, and I don't know what happened. One theory is the hatch covers were not properly secured on the deck, and water started to fill the cargo holds, which isn't going to do a lot for your buoyancy, and the ship slowly sank. And then a big wave came over and turtled the Fitzgerald down to the bottom. That is one theory, bad hatch covers. The other theory, or improperly affixed hatch covers. Um, the other theory is that uh, because of navigational aids not being what they were, that the Fitz touched bottom, touched bottom, and knocked out some plates on the vessel and, or tore a hole in the vessel, and unbeknownst to the captain, the water started coming in from the bottom, and the ship then turtled when it met with a, uh, a big wave. And when you listen, and it's online, you go to YouTube and, and listen to these tapes, it's... Uh, it's something that I do um, once a year. 
I go back and I listen to the tapes of the captain of the Fitzgerald and the radio communication involved in the sinking of the Edmund Fitzgerald. And what you might not be aware of, because Gordon Lightfoot did not mention this uh, in his song, November 10th, 1975 was a horrible night to be on Lake Superior. A horrible night. Even though it was a horrible night, there were still some guys and, well, ladies who made the decision to go turn around and look for any possible survivors. Once it became clear that the Fitz had disappeared from radar, it had disappeared from the visual uh, 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 judgment of people in the Anderson behind it, it just, it just disappeared. But there was at least one vessel, at least one, I think more, that left safe harbor and went out to look for the guys on the Fitzgerald. Unfortunately, they would never be found. And what's really also bizarre is Lake Superior is so cold that the bodies of the 29 crewmen of the Edmund Fitzgerald are in all likelihood probably looking exactly like they did on November 10th, 1975 at the bottom of Lake Superior. There's a photograph online of one of the officers and you see his hand and the stripes of his uniform, they identified the guy, but it looked pretty well-preserved. And that wasn't a picture that was taken right after it went down. There's a picture that was taken years and years and years after it went down because the bacteria that ordinarily would cause the decomposition of a human body cannot exist in the depths of the cold of Lake Superior. So I wanted to explain that uh, when Gordon Lightfoot says, Superior, uh, it said, never gives up or dead, um, that's one of the reasons, because the gas does not form in the body. The decomp is, is slowed down. So it, that whole, that whole uh, scene, that whole situation, um, just very fascinating. And uh, it's just so interesting to me, anyway, because, look, you like true crime shows, right? You like investigating stuff. You like finding out the truth about stuff and why stuff happened. And to this day... I don't know whom to believe. The people who say it was hatch covers that were not properly affixed or just got damaged with heavy seas or whether the ship actually touched bottom and that's what made it lose buoyancy. Nobody knows, and we probably never will. And it's they've sent submersibles down. They've got it photographed. They've got every, they know exactly where the ship is. They know exactly the position of the two halves of the ship. But they have no definitive answer as to why the Fitz went down uh, 47 years and one day ago today. Now. Uh, here's what I want to get to on News Radio 930 WBEN. Um, the show that we, uh, the, the topic that we ended with um, yesterday, which um, I, I happen to like, um, I happen to like an awful lot. And it all started because, like you, I go to some pretty weird places on the internet. But it's not that I intended to go to weird places on the internet. Just end up on weird places on the internet. And it's not what you're thinking, okay? This is not uh, the Seth MacFarlane take on every place of the internet takes you to a certain genre of film. 
Uh, it, it, yeah, it's, it's not that. It's not even German dungeon porn. It's one of those things where you click on something, and then you click on another thing related to that thing, and before you know it, you're looking at a whole bunch of scars of people who had carotid artery surgery. And looking at those scars, I was awestruck by how utterly long and large and nasty they look. Understanding that today's methods are different than when those pictures that are on the internet were taken, but still, those are pretty nasty scars. And then, for whatever reason, the search term took me to what is the worst, most interesting scar on your body, and where did you get it? And I thought, okay, if anybody is going to answer this question, it's going to be the sickos who listen to me. And just to give you an example of two of the stories from yesterday, folks, if you were listening, you probably were thinking about the same two stories. What do you think they were? Okay, number one, a group of drunken 19- and 20-year-olds at a party were not wearing shirts. One of the 20-year-olds in a state of drunken revelry picked up a mashed potato maker. Remember mom's mashed potato maker? Remember what they looked like? Yeah, the mashed potato tool. For whatever reason, it was on the stove, and the stove was turned up, and it basically became as hot as a branding iron. Obviously, this would have been a metallic potato masher because a plastic one would have melted to the burner, and you would have had to have replaced the burner. But, uh, yeah, dude picks up a potato masher, literally brands the guy who called in yesterday above the buttocks. You might remember I asked if he ever thought about getting a tramp stamp tattoo to kind of uh, mitigate the look of a waffle above his hinders. He did not. To me, that was a great story. But it was also like, how could somebody be that stupid? But he literally, to this day, as a grown man, walks around with a scar of a potato masher imprinted like a brand on cattle above his buttock. A little Forrest Gump influence there. And the other story that stayed, I think, with you, because it stayed with me, and we're kind of the same in a lot of ways, the guy was on the Canisius drill team. You didn't know, did you, that the Canisius drill team used real bayonets at the end of their rifles. Never thought about that. So they're uh, doing practice at the, uh, the Connecticut Street Armory. They're doing practice there, and somebody is using bad technique on a spin, and the dude who called in has a nasty bayonet wound on his around his elbow now when you see that scar and you say dude uh, hope you don't mind but wh where'd you get that thing bayonet your first reaction is thank you for your service can i buy you a beer or just pay your entire tab but that's how he got it ba a, a literally a bayonet wound on his elbow and the one other guy that was very memorable was an emt and Somebody was having a psychotic break because of a brain tumor, and 
literally reached up and bit the forearm of the EMT, causing a half moon or crescent moon pattern on the guy's arm, which he still has today. Your most noteworthy scar and how did you get it? I will admit, as a guy, I believe another scar, another story. Women may feel differently about this, but some called in yesterday, and they weren't phased in the least. 803-0930. This should be fun and interesting. 803-0930. Star 930 on the cell phone, 1-800-616-WBEN. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. It's... uh. Veterans Day 2022, and since so many of you are rediscovering World War I with Netflix all quiet on the Western Front, this was one of the big songs of the time, It's a Long Way to Tipperary, which is a place in Ireland. Maybe some of you have relatives. Anyway, okay, uh, what is your most awesome, incredible scar, and how did you get it? Every scar has a story. And as I have uh, admitted during yesterday's program, speaking only to myself, um, my body is a roadmap of scars. And the only disappointment I shared with you yesterday is the one that should have been an epic scar. From the open heart, you can barely see it. And then it's, it's, what you can see is covered with chest hair. Increasingly gray, I might add. Um, would it be wrong to use just for men on chest hair? star 930-1-800-616-W B E N. But if you if you saw me without clothes, I assure you, you would say, "Dude, really? Did you stop on a landmine?" Uh, The answer would be no. By the way, Uh, let's go to except when I went to a friend's house with a puppy, but it's not quite the same. Here's um, Kathleen in Lockport. Kathleen, every scar has a story. You've got an awesome scar. Quite a few of them, like you. No, <laughs> um, my brother 
he decided to say, hey, um, wouldn't you be cool if you ride with an umbrella on your bike? I was like three, four years old. So I said, yeah, so we typed it, taped it up to the to the um, bike or whatever. Next thing you know, going through the trailer park, hitting the, the speed bumps, and it flew off the bike and into the into the spokes. And I flew over my my um my bike handlebars, and boom, my whole chin hanging by one piece of skin, boom, just hanging there. Oh my! Oh, okay. Number one, that that had to have bled like a stuck pig. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! They stopped. They stopped uh, counting on the inside twenty five hundred and the inside of the stitch for the stitches. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they stopped counting at twenty five hundred. No, I mean you're you're an amateur. With, you're an amateur with stitches, my love. I think I've got you beat on that one. But uh, that, but for a little girl, that's um, that's that that's horrible. So how does your chin look now? Oh, it's beautiful. No, you can't even tell. So if you if what you can't even really tell, but but I mean, I don't know. I guess like when the sun's, and it all depends on where the sun's hitting it and everything. But um, it goes from one side to the other, just um, like the bottom of my chin. Wow. Uh, has has anybody, let's put it this way, is it visible enough for people to say, hey, uh, Kathleen, it's so nice to meet you, but I really need to know what happened to your chin. Your chin. I, I've got that a couple of times, actually. Yeah. And like I said, it all depends, you know. So, some days the sky is like really super dark, huh. and some days it's like really super light. You know, it all, it all depends. You know? and, and how many years ago did this happen? Because those doctors really should be commended for putting Humpty Dumpty back together again. <laughs> right. Like what, oh, what year, man, roughly? I'm, what I'm year? 41 now. I'm 41. It happened when I was like three and a half, four. So, I mean, like, way back then. All right, so at least you were in the modern era of medicine. Um, that is, that's an unbelievable story, Kathleen. I'm glad that it has not adversely affected your life. And some people <laughs> scar terribly. Some people get what is known as keloid scars. You ever seen one of those? Yeah. yeah oh, they're, hor- yeah, yeah. I mean, they're horrible looking. Uh, but, yeah, but, uh, I, I, and. But you know, anybody that has visible scars like that, you know, you, you God had you go through that for a reason. You know what I mean? Like, that just adds to your beauty. Like, don't let nobody get you down about that. You know, it's it's interesting because women, I've found, have different takes on moles. Some people think moles are sexy. Other people think moles are rather disgusting, like uh, Fred Savage in Austin Powers, gold member. <laughs> Molly, molly, molly. We're not supposed to notice the mole. <laughs> but uh, oh, I got a crazy audience today. All right, Kathleen. Thanks, love. I appreciate your call. You have a blessed day, and Jesus loves you. And happy Veterans Day to all our veterans. I love you all. Keep your heads up and stay strong. All right. Thank you uh, very much. Wow. Um, next time she calls, she really needs to amp up the energy just a little bit, huh? I, that's a, that's a great way to start off the show, but you know it's it's funny too with with face scars. Um, just a very a very short story. As a teenager, I was petrified of being scarred by acne. Never had acne on my face, but I was always worried that it was going to make an appearance. Got through teenage years, not a single scar on my face, not one. Thirty five years old. 
chicken pox out of the bathtub. Do I dab my face? No. I rub my face, and I've got so many little pock marks on my face, it's not funny. But you know what? Another scar, another story. It's not that I'm going to go and get plastic surgery over because it's part of who I am, I tell you. Let's go to uh, Shepherd Jim today in uh, North Tonawanda. Shepherd Jim, you are on. You seem to be a guy whose entire body is just one enormous scar, including your heart, sir. Um, I have one scar on my shoulder. I have a my left shoulder is made out of titanium and high impact plastic. But um, my my favorite scar is when I got in the football season of 1968. I was in eighth grade. I was playing for the Parkview Cadets, and back in those days, in, in the Tyro Football League, the coaches would make the players do what were called nutcracker drills every <laughs> night at practice. Two guys line up, offensive defensive linemen. One of the coaches blows a whistle, and you got to smash into the other guy. It teaches aggression. Anyway, it, it, yeah. it teaches aggression. Did you say you kind of got cut yeah. off? Yeah, it teaches aggressiveness. Okay, okay. And um, I was with my the head coach of my team. He played college football at Syracuse. He got drafted for by the Detroit Lions. Tore up his knee. Never played football again. So he asked me, he said, "Would you like to wear my college football helmet?" I said, "Yeah, coach, I'd love to." He gave me his college football helmet. And um, it was an old helmet, but it was a good helmet, but it busted loose in the nutcracker drill I was doing. And it it busted loose, and it came down, and I've got this deep scar just slightly to the right of my left eye. It's like a movie scar, actually. The girls, at, the go-go girls at Fort Bragg said it made me look tough and dangerous. But anyway, the helmet came down. And it just so happened our family doctor was the team doctor, so the doctor's son was on the team. He goes, just take him over to my father's house. And back to the doctor had a, his office was in the basement. He sewed me up. And, Tom, this is the best part of the story. Hmm. My dad was a football fanatic. So if my dad takes me from football practice to the doctor's office, I'm, ca- I'm literally, I mean, my, my practice jersey, practice pants covered in blood. And dad told the doctor, he said, hurry up, doc. He says, I got to get him back to football practice. He's missing practice. <laughs> That's what my dad was. And, 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 and so he, the next time I saw the doctor when my dad was on her, he goes, between you and me, your father's a lunatic. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, you know what? I, I met you. I did not notice the scar. But then again, I typically don't stare into the eyes of men. I should have made an exception for you, Jim. But that that's a kick-butt story. And see, you, you just brought up a great point that for, I think, a lot of men, we don't mind scars because it does make us look a little more badass than we really are. Oh, yeah, it helped me in the Army. I'm not making this up. When we jumped into Turkey, we were like highball drop zone is about three and a half, four miles from the Russian border along the Turkish-Russian Took border. Took him four minutes this time. Okay, go ahead. And, go and, ahead. and, and, and the, 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 the NCOs and the officers said, man, when the Russians see you, see that scar you got on your, on your forehead, they said, they're going to be afraid of you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I, I, you're a tough guy, dude, and uh, you, 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 you can back it up. I can't, you know, but thank you very much. I'm, I'm glad you called Rambo yep. Jim. Um, okay. It, it, there are some scars that 
I think if a guy has scars on his face, now it kind of depends on the nature of the scar and what it looks like, but it can give you that bad boy aura of being a badass. Like if you ever had to do time in prison, maybe, just maybe the long-term inmates might say, eh, fresh fish, but mm, he looks a little risky. 803-0930, star 930 on the cell phone, and uh, 1-800-616-WBEN. So what is your most incredible scar, and how did you get it? How did you get it? Injury, surgery, I presume Rambo Jim had his shoulder surgically uh, taken care of. I, well, I could presume. Most of mine are surgical with a few thrown in just for good measure that aren't. But uh, it's it's not a terribly aesthetically pleasing body, I will say that. But it does look like it's been through life, and that's a good thing. Uh, here's Marco in Buffalo. Marco, the most incredible scar and the story behind it, sir. All right. Uh, hold on. I'm parking my vehicle. Just give me one second. All right. I want you to do it safely because those lines are getting narrower every day in parking lots. All right. I'm good. All right. Good job. All right. So the back story is June 16th, 1977 at 2.36 in the morning. I was pronounced dead. I was in a car accident. Broke both my arms, both my elbows, my knees, legs, my jaw. It was a rainy night. There was a curve in the road. The car, I could not pull out of the curve. Hit a tree dead on. Oh, my goodness. Last thing I remember is going off the road. Next thing I remember, have you ever been in shock? Yes. Medical shock? Yes. Everything is like strobe vision, strobe hearing, feeling. Yep. I'm naked in a hospital. They're about to bathe me. I wake up. I'm in, in shock. A nurse comes over with a styrofoam cup with ice in it and this blob of meat in it. Huh. Asking me, do you want us to try and reattach this? And what was in the cup with ice that needed to be reattached, Tom asks nervously. It was my upper lip. (gasps) And I hope you said yes. I, it took me only a hundredth of a second to say yes, but in my mind, you can go where I thought it was. Oh, well, uh, number one, my sympathies. Uh, number, t- <laughs> number number two, if you got to have anything reattached, I think a lip is probably one of the best things. Uh, but please, keep going. I mean, look at John Wayne Bob, and it could have been worse. So my, my next memory after that is waking up the next day in the hospital bed. You know how on those old-fashioned TV shows where the guy's there with cast on their arms and their legs and their faces all bandaged and there's the the cables suspending you in the air it's not just on tv mm, no it, it is not what a helpless feeling though my jaw was wired shut i was missing two teeth and my lip was sewn back on with wire stitches <sighs> Did it work? 
you know, I still have a lip. This is 45 years or so later. It's still fixed scar tissue. As opposed to most people whose lip goes straight across, I've got more like a chicken beak. So um, just out of curiosity, do people ask you about it and does it kind of get you down? Because what you went through is something that can actually generate post-traumatic stress. Um, you know, people don't usually ask me about it. You know, oftentimes I'll have a mustache just because there is a scar there and because of the, the way my lip goes round it instead of straight across. But you know, the worst thing about it, and there's still scar tissue that from to this day that I, you know, when with your teeth, you're feeling the scar tissue in your lip. Yes, sir. But the worst thing is I used to, before this accident, I could whistle. And I loved whistling songs and a tune. For the life of me now, the best I can do for a whistle is <laughs> blow air. That's it. Okay, Marco? As far as not yeah. being able to whistle, I think that would be a gift from God, okay? The whistling should never take place under any circumstances. Whistling should be outlawed. So I, I don't want you to focus on that. But the fact, when they pronounced you dead, had you gone into cardiac arrest? You know, I was 17 at the time. I just know the next day they told me that, you know, I had some internal injuries also that, they had called me, they had stated, told me that I was pronounced dead at the scene, but they revived me. And at that, at that age in my life, just being alive, I didn't, never found out all the details of why I was pronounced dead. Uh, understood. Understood. Well, thank you kindly, Marco. I'm glad you are still with us and uh, you are truly a uh, living testament to the power and indomitability of the human spirit in some people, man. Thanks for the call. Have a great day. Uh, absolutely. Um, wow. All right. Your most noteworthy scar and how you got it. And uh yeah, I mean, today, with, with how they do things today, probably you'd never even know the guy had gotten in that bad an accident looking at his lip, but we're talking decades ago. Things have advanced. Let's go back to the calls on WBEN. I knew this was going to be a good one, and uh, we're going to continue this bad boy. The worst scar you have and the story behind it. Paul is in Attica. You're on WBEN. What do you have? Yes, uh, I, uh, first of all, I just want to let you know I, I'm a retired veteran, and uh, my story doesn't compare to the stories that uh, I've been hearing. <laughs> but when I, was a, when I was a kid, I had iguanas for pets. <laughs> and uh, my iguanas, the iguanas I had were about between, I don't know, about four foot long. And I used to take them out for walks and stuff. Well, love it. One day I, I went to take it out, take him out for a walk, and the, um, my one his name was Samson. He bit me in the hand, and he bit me in the leg. The hand wasn't too bad. The leg I had to go into the, the hospital for, or to go to the doctors, and uh, they ended up putting uh, three only three stitches in. But I was the talk of the emergency room. 
Of course you were. An iguana bite. Now, iguanas, uh, in the wild, iguanas try to avoid people, and they're only going to bite you if they feel threatened. But this guy, Samson, was your pet iguana. What What do you think got into Samson to spook him out that day? Well, to, to be honest, I, I, there, I had actually I had a, 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 one was Samson, one was Delilah. Huh. Normally I put Delilah on the leash. And she was fine on the leash, and Samson would be usually be fine with if I just put. But I decided to put Samson on the leash that day, and he didn't like it. <laughs> oh, good heavens, good heavens! And, and and you have you have not lived until you've seen a sidewalk full of iguana poop in Florida because they're everywhere. Uh, was it a bright oh, yeah. green a bright green iguana? Yep. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's that, sir. Uh, they're they're not really good pets, but if you were able to make them good pets, more power to you. You got to have a special expertise, like uh, what is it, Queen City Reptiles? That that's where Stefan <laughs> Diguana ended up after hitching a ride with the TV crew and SPCA of Erie County uh, named him Stefan Diguana, and uh, he's in good hands now. But they're not really recommended as pets, um, and that's one of the reasons they become so invasive in Florida, and I'm sure you know this, Paul, but in the, when the temperature hits a certain level, they actually issue in Florida falling iguana warnings. Yeah. Because they'll, they'll yep. fall they right out of the tree, iguana. and they'll go into a state of hibernation, and they'll come back to life yep. when things warm up. Yep. All right, my friend. Yes, thank you. Thank you very much. Okay, that that may go down as one of the most unusual calls ever in Buffalo, New York. In Florida, if we were doing this show in Florida and you were living in Florida and had a history in Florida, we'd probably have a few iguana bites. Again, in the wild, the iguana doesn't want anything to do with you, but it will be very nasty if it feels threatened in any way, shape, or form. And uh, the only reason I know this is because after uh, going to Fort Lauderdale uh, in September and seeing all these freaking iguanas, including some that were about four feet long, I felt it my duty to you to know my iguanas. So that's proof of the pudding. See, it's never a wasted time on the Internet. Someday we'll do a show on German dungeon porn. 803-0930 is the phone number. Your most incredible scar and how did you get it? Nobody's going to beat the iguana story, but it's not really a competition, as long as your story's true and heartfelt. 803-0930, star 930, and 1-800-616-WBEN. Iguana, the other white meat. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.